The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, and by Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. Now your host, Jim Tofty. The wonderful film critic Gray Drake, formerly with Rotten Tomatoes and now at graydrake.com, is giving us an inside scoop on who is looking good of the many Oscar nominees this year. As with most years, it is going to be difficult to choose, although I have my own personal favorites. Let's get into it with Gray Drake at her home in New York City. Welcome! Jim. Gray, nice to talk to you again. I'm positive it was this time last year that we were talking about the Oscars and you, how have you dealt with not going to the theater or has that been that big of a deal for you? Well, somehow I've still stayed incredibly busy, so that's good news. But I do have to say that I miss the experience of sitting in that dark room with a whole bunch of people sharing an experience. You know, it's really, it's it's been kind of a year of grieving in a way. Yeah. But the one thing that I can say on the positive side is that this is one of the first years where movies are available for people to watch in their living room. So all of these nominees you can actually check out. You don't have to rely on a theater. Yeah. And you're talking about missing crowds. It's the same thing for award shows. Ugh, I hate the whole Zoom aspect of that. Yeah, and thankfully, the way that they've been talking about the ceremony, they're not going to be relying on Zoom, thank goodness, Uh, especially because we've seen a shift in what's happening in the way of vaccinations. Yeah, They have several locations all over the world. They're going to keep people safe, but they are going to be there in person, which is really nice to hear. Yeah, it is. So are we doing a better job with diversity in film? Because it sure seems like there were more people of color and more females nominated for awards this year. Yeah, I think that every year that passes for the past few years, we've seen more nominees that are accurately reflecting the movies that are available for people to watch. Before the voting body at the Oscars were, they were generally all the same kind of person that were nominating the same kinds of films. So it was sort of like, okay, it's just another movie about fancy people drinking tea. And (laughs) it it was a little, it was a little exhausting, but now we're seeing a historic two women nominated in the directing category. And there were so many more to choose from, which is great news. We've got so many actors of color and in the best picture category, we've got so many movies about different groups of folks, including immigrants. It's like, it's really great because these are movies that people care about that they'd love to see recognized. All right, let's quickly go through some of the categories. So best supporting actor, should we be surprised who I think should win? And that's Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of the Chicago 7. He was so great as Abby Hoffman in that movie. I think that it would be great if he won. Uh, He also had a great year with Borat, like the movie that totally lifted my spirits this summer. (laughs) But I actually think Daniel Kaluuya from Judas and the Black Messiah has been taking home every trophy, and he stands a great chance of winning. Right. Now, Best Supporting Actress, who do you like there? I like Glenn Close because she's never won an Academy Award, if you can believe that. Really? And I think it's just so crazy. Like, you just assume there's, like, certain truths in life, 
You know, like <laughs> like you, a human being needs to breathe to survive. Glenn Close has won an Oscar. Uh-huh. <laughs> At least one. Yeah, she hasn't. So I think this might be her year. Chadwick Boseman, um, certainly the sentimental favorite as best actor, but man, don't count out Riz Ahmed in uh, Sound of Metal, right? Oh, he was so incredible in that movie. It's available for everybody on Amazon Prime and is about a heavy metal drummer who loses his hearing. And it's such a terrifying experience, but he is so good. He's so dialed in emotionally that that movie was very memorable for me last year. What I will say is that I think he has a career full of nominations and wins, and that this year Chadwick Boseman is going to win for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yeah, nobody will argue with that either. And Best Actress... I love Frances McDormand. She's so great in everything she does, right? Totally. And she really took it to the next level in Nomadland. And she really, like, for a Hollywood actress, she really managed to blend in with all of the normal real-life people in that film. I'm so glad that people can watch it on Hulu because it's it's really an interesting movie about how some sometimes the American dream doesn't work for people. And how when you get older, society kind of tosses you away. And it's her performance was really memorable. I think that that movie is going to take home the Best Picture prize. But I have to say that it wasn't very fun to watch. No. <laughs> and so, it, yeah, it's like not, it's not my favorite. <laughs> it's... It, was, it was a hard year. Like, I want to watch fun movies about, like, fish eat talking. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but that should win uh, Best Picture. You know, speaking of a fun movie, you know, when we're talking Best Animated Feature Film, can anything possibly beat uh, the film Soul? I don't think so. I mean, the Academy loves Pixar. That was a big crowd pleaser this year. Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey together were very funny. Uh, but in my heart, I, I really loved Apple TV Plus's Wolf Walkers. Okay. Did you see that one? No, I didn't. And okay, now... so this is about like a young girl in Ireland, and they're trying to wipe out a wolf pack. Yeah. And she meets like a mysterious girl in the forest, and it is so beautiful to look at. Great lessons. It's like kids and adults will love Wolf Walkers. I'm going to look for it now. Well, and what films are we looking forward to the rest of the year? What are you What are you looking at? <laughs> funny question because I'm like, uh, I hope something comes out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, oh God, but I I think, you know, as we see the shift of away from the last year, thankfully, uh, I th- I, what I'm looking forward to is A Quiet Place 2. Uh-huh. I'm so excited to see, I loved the first one, I'd love to see what they did with the sequel, and I'm really pumped to see Tom Cruise in basically anything, but Top Gun 2 is coming out. Yeah, and is Val Kilmer in this? Because I heard he was, like, for a couple seconds, but you don't hear too much about that now. Yeah, I don't think that they're really pushing that aspect of it. I think that they're really focusing on some of the new actors they're bringing in. Miles Teller. Absolutely, yeah. And so I'm excited to see how they kind of re-energize this very old movie. And hopefully the uh, James Bond film won't be put off for another year or so, because I'm getting tired of that, because I was looking forward to that one. 
Oh my God, doesn't it? It's like every day seems like Groundhog Day where like James <laughs> Bond just gets delayed again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world is waiting. I know. Well, graydrake.com is where we can always find the latest reviews, and I'm going there right now. And I always love talking to you, Gray. You stay well, and hopefully we'll get more stuff in the theaters. Yes, fingers crossed. Can't wait to talk about it all again next year. Thanks, Jim. All right, my friend. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. The Oscars are this Sunday at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood. Originally, they were scheduled for February 28th, but postponed by two months due to the impact of COVID on cinema, interestingly allowing the eligibility period for feature films to be extended through February 28th. We love the award shows here in Vegas because they start at 5 p.m. Once again, check in with my pal at graydrake.com. That does it for this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. Thanks for listening. I'll see you back here next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.